Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about if there is too much pressure on young people to succeed in their careers. So before I kind of go into a little bit of the context behind why I wanted to record this episode, you will know and hopefully be signposted to the fact that this episode is specifically for parents of teenagers. So if you're a parent of a teenager, this one is for you, especially if you are struggling with careers advice and you want to be a little bit more empowered to help them with their career decision-making decisions. In this episode, I'm going to be taking some time to talk a little bit about pressure and talk a little bit about how pressure is showing up right now in young people's lives, especially in schools and when they're thinking about their careers. And I'm also going to be taking some time to talk about some of the things that are tapping into that pressure, peer pressure, and how that's interlinking and coming up in some of the career discussions I'm having with the young people I work with. And the last part of the episode is really going to be focusing on the careers element in terms of tips. So I will be talking about careers all throughout the episode as well, but it's going to be about the tips to really, really help you as a parent to be able to support them with the career support that they need. So what really, really prompted me to talk about this is that you as a parent may have seen already that there's been a lot of news coverage around young people and their relationship to mental health, what they feel about mental health and the fact that their mental health is on the rise. And this has been highlighted in several articles And one of the articles that I'm going to reference that um, I'll put in the show notes is a really, really good article where there's a video at the top with a counsellor giving some tips and giving some advice about what to do to help your young person, teenager, child have better mental health and just give some really, really good tips to really, really help motivate them. Because I think that's really, really important right now. But for me, one of the main reasons I really wanted to talk about pressure and linking with this is that I'm seeing a lot of young people, especially in the last two years with COVID and everything else that's happened, feeling a tidal wave effect of pressure. And I know that this article in particular really, really kind of hit home for me when I saw it. I mean, there's lots of different ones. This is the one where BBC have actually kind of looked at their TV programmes and analysed things and, and looked at the effect 
that young people's health is having on mental health services and the fact that it's on the rise. One of the stats that really, really stood out to me personally is that there has been, you know, a 77% rise in the number of children needing specialist treatment for severe mental health crisis. And this is worrying. This is really, really worrying. But a lot of the conversations I've been having with young people, to be honest with you, it, it is not that surprising. It's, for me, one of the reasons it's not surprising is because a lot of the young people have been coming to me and saying, yeah, it's, it's pretty stressful sometimes. It's like, I feel like I'm juggling too much or I feel like, the after effects of this is making me think about what I'm going to do next or, you know, university life, what's that really going to be like or this or that. So that is probably why it's not that unsurprising to me having worked and working in schools currently. But what was really, really interesting about this particular um, article that I want to just quickly um, reference you and, and talk you through very quickly is that there's a highlighted bit in this article where they said, that children were saying things like, very young children were saying, I feel trapped in lockdown. And these are some of the feelings that have come up. And that pressure that young people are feeling is still, you know, immense. There's even a section on here about exams and how that's playing into that. But the most interesting part for me was they did a survey in 2022 in January and the highest rate of things that people are feeling. So a um, number of staff who have said that they've been a substantial or slight increase since the start of autumn term. So this is them looking at mental health problems that the young people were facing. Anxiety was right at the top of that, including also attention difficulties and low self-esteem, being depressed or withdrawn, sustained anger, self-harm, eating difficulties, suicidal thoughts. So please go and read that as a parent, because I think it's a very informative piece and it gives you some real um, insight into mental health and the pressure that young people are facing right now. But I'm also doing this episode to really, really highlight the pressure is real. There is pressure, but there are things that you can do as a parent to help your teenager feel reassured, give them emotional support, make sure that, you know, you're really, really regularly talking to the school. And we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the episode. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about how peer pressure plays into this with a few of the things that I've observed through interviews, through when I'm interacting with young people in general and some of the things they're saying. So some of the things that come up in conversation in terms of the pressure and in terms of them having to succeed in their careers. The first thing is social media. And this may seem like an obvious one, but social media is one of those things that although a lot of young people really, really like social media and you know they can't survive without it they've pretty much you know been born with social media should I say it can be quite damaging and a lot of young people when they've come to me I mean I've been a careers advisor for a long time now but I remember when young people would come in through the door more than 10 years ago and say they want to be on pop idol or you know they want to be an x factor and things like that they wanted to be pop stars they wanted to be film stars their whole trajectory around those aspirational dream careers was very different. Now, because of social media and because of this influencer culture that we have online, it is a lot around more, you know, being an influencer. And then you've got all these programs like Love Island and Made in Chelsea that play into that. And a lot of young people see these people as aspirational. And I'm not going to go into my thoughts around that. I'll be very, very careful on this podcast. But what I will say 
is that sometimes these aspirations or these particular things that they see online influences them in the wrong way. And I don't want to criticize too much around this influencer culture. I'm a business owner and I've met a lot of people who are genuine influencers online who are running legitimate businesses. What I want to talk about here is how that is tapping into young people, making them feel this pressure to look a certain way, wear makeup, lose weight, feel as if they have to be a certain way, alter their personality, all sorts of things like that. And this can add a lot of pressure to them in their peer groups and and peer pressure. And so certain careers that they may have in mind, I suppose they want to be a writer or they want to do something slightly unconventional, they may not be speaking up amongst friends saying they want to do that for fear of shame, for fear of what people will think. And this is how social media is playing into that a little bit because it may be making some careers look uncool. So a lot of the young people I've been speaking to, I work with a lot of STEM students. Many of them do want to go into technology rather than engineering. And that's not to say that engineering isn't a sought after career, it is. But I think a lot of the time, we also need to challenge young people on how they perceive things. And that's an important aspect of careers advice. We do that as careers advisors. But social media plays into this a lot. And I'm not going to talk too much about this now. I'm going to move on to the next thing that I see. But I just wanted to quickly mention this because it is putting pressure on young people to succeed. And it's sometimes making them more impressionable. Um, And sometimes they are questioning things. The really, really smart kids are. But sometimes they're not. So it's important to be mindful of this. The next one is the children who are exceptionally bright or have a lot of potential in a particular field, may be getting pressure to exceed those expectations. What do I mean by this? I've seen this a lot. I've seen this when I've been working with young people who are predicted 10 A stars, three A levels with all A grades, etc. And the school put a lot of pressure on them to attain certain things. So I'll give you a, a quick example of how I've seen this play out in the work that I do. I've worked with young people before who have really needed my support and help as a careers advisor and want to ask me questions about the education system, want to ask me questions about university, want to ask me questions about apprenticeships. And schools have not let me speak to them or schools have wondered why I'm speaking to them when they're capable and bright. And that is really, really, really problematic because a young person may want to explore different options, they may have questions, and they have a right as a young person to be able to have answers to those questions. But also the pressure of them going into a career, there was a young person who I worked with many years ago who was a really, really bubbly, lovely girl, and she wanted to have a creative career. And there was a lot of pressure, not just from the school, but from her family to pursue a career she didn't want to do. And sometimes when a child is bright, they are put under a lot of pressure to do things that they don't want to do. And because they feel this need to please their family, they comply. And that can be quite problematic. And it's very, very important that we also understand if a young person is feeling pressure to do something they don't want to do, we have a discussion with them about that in the school, amongst the parents, etc. It's very important. And this ties into the next thing. Families putting pressure. If you belong to a certain culture that there might be 
kind of in the family, there may be already like a set career. So, you know, if you come from a family of doctors and, you know, your granddad was a doctor, aunt was a doctor, everyone, there may be this pressure to put that kind of unintentional pressure on your child to become a doctor. And a lot of young people can feel really, really overwhelmed by this, especially if it's not something they're interested in, especially if it's not something they want to do. For me personally, I've seen in my family as well, on my mum's side, there's a whole group of people who became accountants and there's nothing wrong with that. They're all very academic, all very good at maths, et cetera, et cetera. But the pressure that is put on a young person when they have these kind of expectations of facing up to, you know, not breaking family tradition can be really, really hard. And families can also put pressure on a young person. So it's important to be mindful of this when thinking about the pressure that a young person might be facing, challenging some of the stereotypes they may have about certain careers. You know, there are a lot of young girls who want to go into engineering and, and may feel discouraged because they feel that it's too male-led or whatever. So really, really looking at those stereotypes and pushing past that, but getting away from the pressure of it all. The next thing is financial pressures. I see this a lot with young people who come from backgrounds where maybe there is a pressure for them to work uh, earlier. And it's understandable why they may need to work because perhaps their family is slightly lower income. Perhaps their family wants to instill the fact that they need to get a job to pay for their university. But the pressure behind this financial constraint could be that the young person feels that they're being pulled in different directions. I'm hearing from a lot of young people right now who are not pursuing to do a degree. They're pursuing to take a year off, then do a degree. Or they're pursuing to do a degree apprenticeship and really, really kind of work towards saving money. There's a lot riding on this. And a lot of young people in, in the UK have financial pressures at home. They have sometimes an obligation to support their family if their mum or dad is a single parent, if there are caring responsibilities. So these are things that put pressure on a young person in deciding what they want to do in their career. And it's very, very important that a young person has the ability to be able to have conversations, maybe pastoral care within a school, that kind of thing. But there is pressure. These are the kinds of things that I see put pressure on a young person and sometimes alter their decision making. So think about that. These are some of the things that I just wanted to really share with you very quickly. The next thing I want to talk about are some of the tips, some of the things that you as a parent can do to help them with career support. Obviously, careers advice, please make sure that they are seeing a careers advisor in their school. And if they don't have access to that, you've got someone like me in your earbuds, or you can reach out to me as a parent if you're in a situation to afford the services I offer. Otherwise, you have the National Careers Advice Service. So make sure that you are utilizing the support that is there, especially because I think a lot of people don't do this and they don't know who to ask and what to do. But some of the things that I really, really want to point out here in terms of careers element, in terms of easing the pressure, helping your teenager is firstly, make sure you take an interest in what they enjoy. What do they like? Are they creative? Are they more STEM based? Is it that actually they want to be in a job that's much more about psychology and health and well-being? Really take an interest in what your teenager is interested in. Ask them questions. Have conversations with them. And also be mindful of the fact that they're still learning. They may be like, oh, yeah, one day I want to be a karate teacher. And now, actually, I've decided 
I'm going to be a botanist, you know. But take interest, ask questions. I think this is really, really important to consider and make sure that also if you do go to parents' evenings, you talk to a careers advisor there, if they're available, that kind of stuff. The first thing is literally just taking interest in what they have an interest in and being aware of this and trying to think about also their personality in linking with jobs and how that could play into certain types of careers. And there's lots of resources out there and this is kind of going into tip number two. The second tip is making sure that you keep up to date about the latest news and knowledge related to careers. So it's obviously not possible for you to be able to keep up to date with everything. But what I mean by that is recently you've got these T-level qualifications, which is a new thing that the government are testing out to help alongside the GCSE curriculum, BTECs, etc. This is a new thing that a lot of colleges are offering as well. You've got obviously degree apprenticeships. Degree apprenticeships are changing all the time. You've got advanced apprenticeships. There's all sorts of new things that are happening. So make sure that you you know, register to websites like Prospects. I'll put a lot of these websites in the show notes for you to go and have a look at. And everything that I have mentioned, I'll put in the show notes anyway. You've got that as one thing. You've also got, you know, websites like UCAS that have a lot of information on them about all sorts of different things. And I'll put some other websites that I think could be relevant to this, but making sure that you're trying to keep up to date with the latest news and knowledge. And also, if possible, downloading a news app, BBC, Guardian, whatever news app is preferable, maybe not The Sun, uh, like something that's going to give you latest news and knowledge about something in terms of careers and give you that latest information that you're looking for so that you can find out some of the changes that are happening and also what's going on in education because things are changing all the time. This is important to know. The next thing I want to say here as well, the next tip, is that for a lot of young people, college is still a wonderful option for them. I've been talking to a lot of young people who want to go to college. They don't want to do A-levels after their GCSEs. And there's lots of reasons behind that. And I can't go into every single reason here. One of the things that I will say is they know that A-levels are not the right option for them. They know they want to do something more practical, coursework driven. They want to learn very, very practical things. So, for example, a lot of young people that I'm speaking, motor mechanics courses, or they're thinking about graphic design at college, BTEC level three, level two, that kind of thing. So college is still a wonderful option for many young people, especially creative young people as well. People who are interested in music, arts, that kind of thing. It's important to note that a lot of people have gone to colleges and had very successful careers. There is no wrong or right about, oh, must go to uni, must do that, must do this. It's really, really important that we acknowledge the fact, and I'll put a list of names, some of the list of people I can think of who have really successful careers, and I'm not saying obviously compare, but think about the fact that we need to stop taking out the university element all the time, and I'll talk a bit more about this in a minute, is that, you know, recently the the Brit Awards was on last week and, you know, you had someone like Little Sims who went to Westminster Kingsway College and she's got this amazing music career and she's very talented. Jamie Oliver, who also went to the same college, And there's a lot of people who've gone to City and Islington College and they've forged out really, really good careers. So college is a wonderful option for so many young people. And it's an option that often gets quashed or overlooked because I think there's a snobbery around A-levels being better and A-levels being for degrees. And I'm not going to get into that in this episode. But what I will say is 
college is still an option for a lot of young people who want to learn in a more practical way. This is something for you as a parent to really, really think about. Because if you've got more than one child, let's say you've got four children, not all of them will necessarily want to go to university. Some of them may go to college. So just think about this. Just factor this in. The next thing is, and this ties into what I've just said, A-levels really are not for everybody. And that's not to say that A-levels are bad. You know, I did A-levels. But I think the jump between GCSE and A-levels is a pretty big jump, guys. And I think a lot of the time, some young people are not given the correct information, the correct advice, the correct support. I'm hearing a lot of young people who've previously come to me who said to me that they wish they hadn't picked A-levels, they wish they'd gone to college, or they've wished that they were given some more information, or they wish they'd had access to this course instead of this course. So also the other thing I would say around this as well is that if your teenager really wants to do A-levels, make sure it's in the subjects that they want to do. Make sure that if there is a way they can go to another sixth form or go to another place, that you try and support that as much as possible because sometimes some people do the wrong A-levels and then that sets the pathway of, oh, what do I do now because actually I'm more creative or actually I'm more this or actually I'm more that. So really, really factor that in as well because there's so much pressure around this one and I think that sometimes some people do A-levels just because their friends are doing A-levels. And, you know, there needs to be some accountability here just because someone gets like all A's and B's in their GCSE doesn't mean when they do their A-levels, they're going to not feel a slight jump up. And just because someone's academic, it doesn't mean that A-levels are necessarily the right thing for them. I know a lot of people who have really, really made decisions based on what they are passionate about. And they've gone for things that interest them. And this is also important to consider. The last thing I want to say is university and beyond. Think about university and beyond what is out there. Right. I think for a lot of parents, because a lot of the information is academic based, because a lot of the information is based on getting a law degree or getting a history degree or getting this degree and doing this with this. The focus is on university. And don't get me wrong, I've been to uni, I've been to uni twice and there isn't anything wrong with going to university. But sometimes university isn't necessarily the right option for the young person. Doing a degree apprenticeship gives them that fine balance, getting a job, having a gap year, thinking about higher education later if they want to, thinking about if they can get into a traineeship or internship, really, really helping them express themselves beyond university is very, very important here. And it's something to encourage if you know that your teenager is not academic, if you know that your teenager is not going to read a ton of books. If you know that your teenager is not also going to like university life, this is something that I've been talking to a lot with the young people I've been speaking to. When I've been telling them about, what do you know about university life? What are you going to do? A lot of the young people are already thinking about how they're going to keep sociable, joining sports clubs, joining clubs. For some people, one of the reasons why university doesn't pan out for them is not necessarily the study. It's the lifestyle that university evokes. So I want you as a parent to really, really be able to have a conversation with your son or daughter and be able to discuss with them what university will be like, especially if they're staying in halls. And if they decide to get a job, what will that entail? If they decide to go through the university apprenticeship route, what will that entail? So look beyond just uni, because a lot of the time I think young people 
need alternative options and even discussing starting a business with them. And I'll try and do an episode around entrepreneurship and young people at some point. But what I do want to say as well here is that I think a lot of young people are looking for alternative options, but they're not given the right information. And so they end up doing something just because everyone else is doing it. And then they feel a lot of, oh, I didn't really want to do this. So really do think about that as a parent. So what I'm going to say now is how can I support you as a careers advisor? What is the support that you need from me? So currently I don't have slots for my parental services, but I will do in March. (laughs) So if you're interested in potentially working with me, you want a parental consultation, which is a session that I do just with parents, or you want me to do a career session with your young teenager, then all the information is literally on the links that I'll put in the show notes. These are very comprehensive. You get a lot from me, both of these services, and you can find out a little bit more on the pages. If you have any questions about anything, please do let me know. But if you're interested in this, email me. Again, my email address is in the show notes. And um, yeah, I'll have availability in March to help you with this. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.